I spoke at the beginning. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Behind the Curtain. And once again, I'm very privileged to be joined with Father Doherty, pastor at Queen of Peace Church in beautiful O'Callaghan, Florida, horse country. In fact, your parish is bordering right on a horse farm. Racetrack. Racetrack, no less. That's right. It's beautiful. Every now and then I come by, you can see the, them practicing, racing the horses over the horse track. It's a glorious sight. I mean, it's very scenic, very peaceful. And... Um, I remember seeing what time early, fairly early in the morning, walking there it was, the sun out, and That's right. nice and quiet. It was a beautiful scene. It reminds you of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Everything reminds yeah. you of something from uh, scripture, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Death, judgment, pestilence, and famine. Yes. Oh, man. And the white horse, of course, that yeah. Christ would ride, you know. By the way, we haven't asked you about your church. You know, you were the church that got, I don't know the word, proper word is firebomb, whatever. And how's the status now? It's things are looking up again. Uh, we've been back in the main sanctuary through the side doors for a couple of months now, right. but they're working uh, full steam ahead on the vestibule right mm -hmm. now. And um, it's just going to be lovely. It looks like it'll be lovely, but it'll wow. take another two months about. Wow. Yeah. It is incredible the time it takes. Yes, the and the cost of it. Yes, yes. It's almost like you build a whole new church almost in the same time frame. Oh, but certainly got a, as I said, an extreme makeover. Well, actually, that's, that's <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it worked out well. Now, is the church open? It's open for morning mass. Uh, and noonday mass. And noonday, but then it's closed in between. Like, uh, someone cannot go in church during the day? Oh, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. it's open during the, as long as they use the side doors. Right, right. So it's open during the daytime. Yes, it is. Okay. That works, eh? Yeah. That's, that's a big big step. Big step. Again, how many people does this see? It's uh, 1,750. The chapel, the, more, the chapel behind the stained glass window, 245 about... In the uh -huh. main sanctuary, fifteen hundred. Wow! Yeah, that's a that's a heck of a. Is, yeah. I think you're the largest church in the diocese. It's probably pretty large. Okay, but it reminds me of a funny story. John the Twenty Third. One time, the uh -huh. Pope was asked how many people worked in the Vatican. Uh huh. He said about half of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, anyway, anyway, on March third was the feast of Saint Catherine Drexel. Yes, American saint. American saint. Philadelphia. Amen. You don't hear too much about her usually. Most people don't speak yeah. too much about her, but yeah. I am. Always impresses me. Yeah. I mean. Tell me about her. I know very little about her. Okay. She, uh, a very wealthy family. Right. I mean, they hobnob with the uh, the Rockefellers. I mean, you're talking like today, the 1%. Yes. That was her. But they were good Catholics. Her father was a, led, led a good example. I believe my mother died young. So um, they lived a nice, comfortable life, and they took a trip, I think a cruise over to Europe, went to Italy. Of course, in Italy, went to Rome to see the Vatican, and even back then, money talks, so they got a private audience with the Pope, personal audience. Mm. Leo, I think Pope Leo XIII. Ah, yeah. Yes. And um, they, as I said, you know, her father was a good Catholic and cared for the poor and needy and rubbed off on her by his example. And she mentioned to Pope Leo XIII, you know, you know, he ought to start a mission to serve the Native Americans, African Americans. And the Pope said, you do it. <laughs> you do it. Amen to that. Is yes, that right? Absolutely. He said, you know, so you would find that he goes, and I guess it startled her because uh, she did have marriage proposals. I mean, she would, 
And uh, she thought about it, prayed on it, and then she, she said, okay. I mean, she decided. So the big thing was going to convent. In fact, it was in the Philadelphia Papers banner headline, Miss Catherine Drexel enters convent, gives up $7 million. Now, $7 million today is still not pocket change, mm -hmm. but you take the $7 million value, it would be valuable today. It'd be $200 million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. You walk away from two hundred. dollars <laughs> <laughs> million. Dollars. Huh? Yeah. Two. Yeah, well, money is kind of a stamped piece of paper. Just joking. Yeah. $200 million. Hey. You know, in fact, I was telling my uh, NASA this morning, you know, different reasons why the pre-short. There's no one cause, of course, you know. There's no one reason. Mm. There's always many factors. Families are smaller. Mm. The society has changed, mm. the religion. But I think some level, too, um, the comfort that people live in now, you know. I mentioned my nephew, his bedroom was nicer than our living room. He had a mm. flat screen TV, his stereo, he had a refrigerator, you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm thinking, I'm sure when you went to the seminary as well, I went to the seminary, this my neck of the woods, most guys from the city, Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Jersey City. We, mm. we weren't leaving anything, mm. you know. Mm. In fact, mm. it was a step up. Mm. And, you know, mm. it was like, wow, you get a better education. So today, you know, they're leaving things in a way, you know, mm. and they're more attached. So, and so that's why I admired Catherine Drexel. Mm. You were leaving $200 million. It's. You're, you're speaking about that as if it's something, you know. It is something to me. Maybe to oh, you. Okay. You're much okay. better than I am, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, the, the I mean, because one would say, you know, I can still help, the, the, you know, the poor, the needy, and I can use my money to assist them. Right. And right. still right. at the same time. Yeah. Well, fair enough, yeah. I mean, to walk away is tough. I mean, the unknown. Right. And then she started a group, and she used her money now, of course, to educate schools, care for the Native Native Americans, the African-Americans. And I imagine back then, the way they were treated, the way they looked upon the Native right, Americans right. at the bottom. And someone said, for them? Yes, yes. I mean, for them? Yes, yes. Not, you know, I'm, I'm not, Right. that's not my mindset, but I'm sure people would have thought that. Yes. You, they're not even, most not even Catholic. What right, are you doing? Right, 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 right. You know, point. I mean, there's, so, there's such the prejudice against them, and they're saying, you would... Oh, it's bad enough to, and you're using for them. And she did, mm. she loved them. Mm. And she started to open Xavier University there in New Orleans. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Impressive. impressive. Oh, it is impressive. I went to her outside of Philadelphia. I forget the, the town, I mean, the city it was in. And some summers ago, when I went, I visited her where she was, the, you know, bodies in the cassock, but I had to pray there before, you know, and just thought that I said, wow. I mean, you talk about generosity, mm. you know, mm. give all. <laughs> Mm. You know, so he possession to follow me, and she did. Unfortunately, I believe the order is maybe going ex extinct. Mm. I don't mm. think they get invoked, which is a sad thing, you know. She gave a life. But anyway, so it's just, and she's an American, you know. It's just uh, incredible, incredible, you know. I know maybe money doesn't have a hold, but money has a hold on most people. Mm. And most people, I'm sure my, my mother would have said, no, Tom, think about it. What are you doing? You know? Yeah, you know. Yeah, never. I, I never saw it that way. Strange. I've always had enough. You know, even though I'm one of eleven children now. Yeah. Okay. I never knew that we were 
middle class poor. It just didn't. It working meant class, nothing. yeah, like the low yeah. middle class, working class. Yeah, well, my father was a detective officer. Okay. Uh, in a small town. Right, right, right. And uh, <laughs> so, but I never, for a moment, even thought that we were remotely poor. And then when I was started around the age of twelve, I started working outside the house. Yes. Worked in a slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Worked in a bar. Yeah, right, right, you know, right. Things like that, and uh, and I didn't think I was. Um, I didn't think I was stepping up in the world by becoming a priest. I didn't see it as a profession. No, I meant to, I meant even go to the seminary. Yeah. Was like I left my little apartment, you know. Yeah. And the seminary was out in the country, the trees, yeah. and the education you received. Yeah, so well, I wasn't leaving. Uh, I wasn't leaving anything like, oh, wait a minute. But the seminary for me was a kind of imprisonment. Yes, it was a little different for you. For, yeah. yeah, I mean, not that it was luxurious, but you know, you well, know, yeah. You know, yeah, first time out in the city. Yeah, you know, see the countryside as a lake. Wow, mm. this is you know, mm. not that it was easy in the seminary. Not that you ate well. It was but, you know, it wasn't the same thing. The guys in the, in the city live in an apartment. It, it wasn't, you know. Now my nephew having a nice bedroom cover. Mm, mm. You know, you give you give him things up. That's why I admire our vocation. The young priests who come into the church today, a lot of them, you know, had careers or you know, mm. done a lot. Yeah. In fact, I go over my my old parish. We had a Father Bennett. He was, I think, worked. I think priest for sixty five years. He went to Regis High School, which is in New York City, mm. which gets the Jesuit run, which gets the cream of the crib. Mm. It's tuition free. Mm. They pick the best students, mm. the best of the best to go there, and, mm. and you don't pay anything. Mm. And he went there and a very intelligent man. I admire people who have mm. who could have been anything they wanted to be, mm. but they love the church and they dedicate. I admire them. You know, wow. I admire them. But anyway. So that's what's on my mind. And you know, and then I was reading something scripture and Luke tell you, I think six thirty-eight about you know, given it should be given to you and mm-hmm. really be generous. I always got to keep pushing myself, keep pushing myself, you know, to let go, give, 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 you know, trust God, to trust God. Anyway, and I'm still, as I'm going through Lent, I mean, she's a good example of almsgiving, Catherine Drexel. So when people think they're giving enough, they just think about her, you know, talk about generosity, trusting God. But again, the prayer, you know, and I, like to pray, but not good at it. And I probably speak like for many people. And, uh, my back's been sore, so sometimes I don't sleep well enough. So I get there, you know, in the chapel. I like go in the morning, the chapel. But read a book again. You, you heard the phrase: prayer should be conversation with God. Mm-hmm. Is that how you pray? I mean, not only, but is that part of your prayer life? A conversation with God? No, no, no you don't I, converse. Um, um... It's not that I don't wish to converse or right. anything like that, but uh, uh, I, I wish to hear him, if you like. I wish to hear him. Right. And, uh, so you allow him to speak to you? Well, Is it a one-way conversation? No, no. No? no. Um, I think we talked about this before. I, I think when you go to prayer, right. uh, in prayer you have to do a couple of things. Ask and you will receive. Right. You know, seek and you will find. Knock the door will be open to you. Well, I, I think that... Um, the, every day, I think you have to ask for one thing and one thing only. And I think it always should be the same thing when you find out what that one thing is. I'll give you an example, if I might. Um, blind Bartimaeus. Right. And uh, blind from birth. Mm-hmm. Standing in front of Jesus. Right. 
and Jesus said, uh, "What do you what do you want me, what do you want from me, Bartimaeus?" Right, right, and right. he said, "That I may see." Say, yeah. Same with Solomon in a dream. He said, "Ask awesome. me what you will, mm -hmm. and I give it to you." He gave me right. he gave me an understanding heart. Okay. But then coming back to myself, then the one thing I want is uh, I want the um, the Holy Spirit to come upon me and the power of the Most High to overshadow me like it did Mary, mm -hmm. uh, so that I no longer live, that Christ will live in me. Okay. So I ask for that one single thing right. every single day. All right. And then the other thing I do is more universal. Um, um, I say the Fatima prayer. And which is, again, maybe not everybody's familiar with it. Uh, oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us in the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need yeah, of thy mercy. Uh -huh. You know, I know for certain that God wants all mankind to be saved. Right. I know that. Uh -huh. So blessed is the man who knows what God knows. And uh, so that's why I encourage the Fatima prayer. And uh, we're praying for everybody on the planet. Because uh, it's important to God, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's part of my prayer. Okay. Then I do the divine office. Divine uh, office, which yeah. is the But the other two is the yeah. same every okay. day. Yeah. All right. So that's, I mean, I think every, we all don't have to pray the same way. That's true. Uh, you know, I, I mean, this is your method. works for you. Right. Tune in. So when people hear us, don't think, oh, that's the only way, right? right. They say, right. pray as you can, not as you can't. Right. Okay. Right. You know, and so it's, and yet, you, I'm sure you read and heard that prayer is a conversation. Even though yeah. it may not be your methodology. Yeah. So if someone hearing that, do we just talk to God what's going on in my life? Is it just uh, talk a little bit, be still, allow God to perhaps prompt to speak to us? I mean, is it just talk out loud, talk in our mind? Let's say you're in the chapel by yourself. Have a conversation with God. Just speak out loud. Well, I don't. I, I you hear what you're saying. But yeah. if you, you know, I know. So let's say, yeah. which someone asked you that, I say, I know, Father, but you know, I want to pray. I like the conversation. Is it okay? Should I just talk, you know, talking out loud to God about what's going on in my life? My concerns is to speak to Jesus as if, you know, as speaking to a friend, you know, as well, I would speak yeah, to you, you know what yeah. I mean? And, yeah, yeah. There's some place in the scripture that says that about speaking to God as a man speaks with his friend. Who yeah. is that? Who is that in the scripture? I don't know. I, I think God is speaking all the time. That's why I, I'm just reluctant about the... Yeah, um, I got the wrong one. Because uh, your method is different, you know. But there's just some people who, you know, now that we open the Adoration Chapel, and they, you know, sometimes struggle. Some do for the hour, yeah. like, gee, what do I do now? Right, you know. Right, some right. say, it goes so fast. Right. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think the standard Jesus prayers, you know, right. uh, said on your beads over and over again, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, mm -hmm. a sinner, or the one that was given to me privately, Jesus, I love you, possess me. But you have to look at the consequence. You have to look at the consequences of what you're saying. Like, for instance, if you're sitting there and you're saying, Jesus, I love you, possess me, mm -hmm. and the Lord says, well, what exactly are you talking about, sir? Me possessing you. The implications of that. Yeah, I think it was Moses. The Lord spoke, would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. That's right. Exodus yes. thirty three eleven. That bothered right. me. There it is. The That's Lord right. spoke to Moses. Yes. As one speaks to a friend. Yes. And I guess Moses spoke back to him as a friend. Well, then say. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would be inclined to say to you that, as strange as it may seem, that uh, God speaks to everybody face to face as a friend, 
But um, I think our problem is that we don't get that. Like, you know, um, when Jesus was asked to teach us to pray, he said, when you pray, say, our father, daddy, you know, our father, uh, mm -hmm. our father knows the birds of the air. Right, he knows right, you're right. sitting here in front of me. When you say our father, he searches you, he knows you. I think he's speaking all the time. Mm -hmm. um, he yeah. responds to, uh -huh. to, to the words that we say. Um, and it'll, the kingdom of God is within you and it'll show up within yourself. I believe in being still, you know, and uh, there's a quote from St. Teresa of Calcutta. In the silence of the heart, God speaks. If you face God in prayer and, sil and silence, God will speak to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So she was strong on being still before God, mm -hmm. hmm? being quiet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a little funny little thing. Not funny, but it's true. I'll just pray later when I feel like it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. Mm -hmm. little, uh, that's the danger. Somebody said, I'll pray when I feel like it. Yes. Yeah. Huh? Yes. It's like going to school back in the day, in high school. I think I'll study when I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much studying will be done, yeah. but even prayer is a discipline that right. you got to do it. Right. And I tell my, I ask, I ask my people to pray every day. Yes. Not just this most days, Sundays, every yeah. day. Yes. And when you don't feel like it, even yes. when it's, you know, you're dry and just, you got to show up. Yes. Show up. Yeah. Hmm? And pain makes you pray as well. If yeah. you're uh, if you're in trouble, it makes you pray. That's right. Yeah. Heal me, Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, deliver me. In fact, we trust God more in our pain than in our yes success or whatever comfort. Yes. You know, because really, when things are going well, we're not really trusting God. We're trusting God on the. The circumstance, right? You know, right, I'm right. doing well. That's where our faith. Okay, but when we're not, then, then we find God that we trust God there. But I really, you know, trying to get people to converse with God and just talk to Him. You know, I, I know you say just pray for one thing, and I my one thing I pray for every day. But I have other things I pray for. I have a list of names I have to pray for. That's good. You That's know, I have good. people who tell me to pray, and I write them down. <clears throat> That's good. You know, I just go through that, and sometimes just. Uh, but I really think scripture is a way to, that helps pray because I think you got to feed, you know, put gas in the engine. You need something to chew on or something mm -hmm. on the plate. Mm -hmm. So I think if they could begin reading scripture, something that's not, you know, New Testament gospel that's yeah, more some, edible, yeah. understandable, and just read a little some bit. Of the, just, some of the Psalms. Some of the Psalms as well. That's right. And they just let it slowly, just something that strikes you. Right. It's pause right. and just kind of. Right. Chew on it, think about it. I know they call that Lexio Divina, but anyway, yes. I'm not that you know fancy, but just read something hmm, and just ponder it. What all the things that it means. What's your uh, most significant psalm? What, what has affected oh, you the most? I have not. I have a lot, but what about you? Oh uh, boy, I don't know. I don't know. I, I should know the, the number, but it's Oh Lord, my heart is not proud. I humble myself like a uh, wind in my child, like a mother's lap. Oh boy. Like a wean child yeah, in his mother's lap. Yes, yeah. yes. Although in my heart, I'm not going to have the two th things too great for me. Too vain. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm not, I wish I could, should know it better than that, but yeah. that's that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Right. And yours? Mine is the 139th Psalm. Uh, oh God, you search me and okay, you know no, me. Uh -huh. You know when I stand up, when I sit down. You see me at this moment. 
you know every heartbeat, every breath that I draw. You know, you saw me in my mother's womb. Mm -hmm. Where can I go to escape from God? Where can I flee from your face? You can't. If I go to the east, you are there. If I go to the west. You know it quite well, I see, huh? Yes. I but, couldn't give you my number of Psalm 131. I didn't know it. Oh, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. It's just a simple, you know, mm -hmm. I like the thing, my heart, uh, even though it's, yeah, so praying the Psalms. That's supposed to be, I like people recommend the Psalms and the Scripture. In fact, mm -hmm. sometimes have those little Bibles. Mm -hmm. It has the New Testament and the Psalms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? You know, yes. that little green book, whatever guy you have. You yes. see those little, a little hand pocket-sized book. It's the, you know, but I think scripture, just read a little bit and just think, you know, let it speak to you and then you respond to it. What, what does it say to you? And that, I think that's should help your, your you know, one's, one's prayer life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, on my, mm -hmm. on my phone, I get this daily scripture every day and I kind of use that. Mm -hmm. And then I post it so hope other people get, you know. Remember we talked before one time and uh -huh. uh, I told you that, the, you know, the first prayer of the day on my knees is the Our Father. Right. But to this day, many years later, the, the Our Father takes me uh, 10 minutes to say it, you know, because it all keeps opening up things the more I say it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thy kingdom come. Right? Well, what's that mean? Well, you know, John says, uh, I saw the heavens opened and a white horse appear. And on his back, there was a rider. Mm -hmm. And his cloak was dripping with blood. Oh, boy. And on his cloak and on his thigh, there was a name written, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. You know, and then, uh, you know, when you say thy kingdom come, Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Okay. So when you... Um I mean, you told me about the Our Father, and I tried it, and it didn't take me 10 minutes. But anyway, so when you have, you choose a phrase from the from the prayer itself, you have these other connections. You're, are you using a book or simply things you remember from your previous study? Previous prayer and previous study. Yeah, no, so I don't you're not, you're not, you're not looking things up. No, no nothing. This commentary is, I wonder what that means. Yeah. You're not... No. Commentary it up. No. Okay. So no. for a lay person who, myself included, would not have this wealth of knowledge of say, mm. so they say, okay, I'm going to pray the Our Father, Our Father who wants in heaven. And they said, what does that mean? Yeah. But then they don't have to fall back. They don't have the luxury to give the falling back on your. But they could sit there for a while and torment themselves with it too. You know, like uh, Our Father who art in heaven, mm -hmm. you know. Um, Maybe something they learned in the catechism or a, a verse, eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men and women, but God has prepared for those who love him, our Father who art in heaven, or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Mm -hmm. And you can lapse into a universal prayer from just mm -hmm. that phrase, who art in heaven. Wow. Well, okay. You know, sometimes I do, it's, uh, you know, going to the chapel and I will, uh, you know, things happen throughout the day. And sometimes you have a rough day and you get hurt, mm. you know, whatever. Mm. And I said, well, I'm going to save this feeling to I came with the wooden chapel mm. Mm. and just kind of. There you go. You know, and that's how I feel sometimes. I just, I just, and then just sit with that. Right. right. You know, and I kind of voice it mentally in my mind to God, you know, just, 
I'm hurt, hurt, mad, whatever it may be. Right. And I try to get healing. You know, I mean, right. so some people do. You, others can do that as well when you kind of have an emotion. You know. That's it's, true. Yeah, I've done that too. Okay, I'm, I'm upset. I, yeah. I sit there and the Lord, I just kind of like bring it. Uh, having it dissipate, I hope in God's yeah. presence. In God's presence. Right. Yes. Is that how you kind of okay? That's a great way of putting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For me. I was very stressed six years after my father's death. He died when I was 16, so wow. he fell up yeah, against man. the inside of the bedroom door and I had to push it in and ease him down onto the floor. And he was dead within oh, 15 boy. seconds. But I remember 23 at the time, I went into the seminary chapel by myself. Mm -hmm. And again, I was agonized, just, just a lot of guilt about the death of my father, just uh -huh. a lot of guilt. And I stopped. Now, I, Remember, I had a photographic memory back then, so I just opened the scriptures and I read the following passage. I read later on that same day, uh, Jesus said to them, let us cross over to the other side, mm. heaven, the other side right, of the right, right, right. And they took him just as he was in the boat and there were other boats with him. And when there was some distance from the land, the terrible storm arose on the sea and the waves were breaking into the boat so that they were almost swamped. But he was in the back of the boat, his head in the cushion asleep. And they, they woke him and said, Master, do you not care? We're going down. And he stood up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, quiet now, be calm. And the wind fell and there came a great calm. And mercifully, I fell asleep, I think for 20 seconds. And Jesus stood up in the storm in my head and said, quiet now, be calm. Is that right? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's, uh, yeah. By the way, as you listen to the recital of that scripture, Father was not reading. <laughs> it was something that you prayed about and stuck in your mind and memory yes. quite impressively. So, wow, wow. And so, as we hear, you know, hear you pray and your memory. God bless you with that. You know, with that gift. Those maybe listening don't feel. You know, oops, I can't do that. Therefore, I don't pray. You know, mm -hmm. you pray where you're at. Pray as you can, not as yeah, you can't. Yeah, Bring a yeah. Bible, you know. If you have a smartphone, you can Google passages. You can't. If, yeah. You remember a passage, but you don't know where exactly it is. Right. You write. You can Google it. Put a, some of the words you do remember. And often, yeah. it will, as you see, it will come. It will come to you. Right. So if right. you do That's that, good. and yeah. you want to find something that, oh, I know, I just can't place it. You can, you know, Google it, and then so that soothes you. Another way, I pray real quick. This is called the Slesian Old Boy. Slesian guys went to the seminary, and for whatever reason, decided. Not to continue, and uh, they're, old, they're a little older than me, and I, and I'll, I'll, I'll bring them to chapel, and I'll look for something they put online, and then I'll just think about the memories I have. Mm -hmm. I don't. That's great. I just like to be there. I like like being God's present when I feel mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Think about my life, this you know, the seminary and what it was like, the place I was at, because mm -hmm. they also put people who've died, mm -hmm. you know, and I remember. Oh, I remember him, mm -hmm. and I'd kind of like feel connected somehow, you know, just like mm -hmm. that feeling. Anyway, well, thank you again, once again. And I hope that uh, somehow we can help people pray better. But the best thing about praying is to pray. That's right. That's, That's it. it. That's it. You want to pray better, you pray. You want to play basketball mm -hmm. better, you play. You practice, you play. Mm -hmm. And prayer, you know, you, you're not always hitting home runs, not always working. We all have dry spells. We all get restless. It's part of the process. But also part of the process of your faithful, you will experience and God's touch and God's grace. You will you experience that connection as well. All right? So stay well. Have a great Lent. And God bless you all. Until next time, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.